everyone, and welcome to The Journey Expressed. This is where we talk about faith, friendship, and the more of God. I'm Jen Houston, and with me is my friend and co-host, Mel Boyd. Hey, everyone. Hey, Jen. Hey, Mel. Well, today we're going to continue in our Keys series with today's key being childlikeness childlikeness it's just i love saying that word childlikeness <laughs> well we're going to talk about how childlikeness is actually really important and necessary as a christian in order to enter the kingdom of heaven just mm-hmm. as jesus teaches in matthew 18:3 so we're going to talk a little science we're going to talk a little scripture and we're going to share a few stories um and how we have tried to remain childlike in our faith but Before we get into all of that, Mel, would you please remind us what a key does? Yes. Okay. I really have this picture of people, like we've said this on all all our keys, Mm -hmm. you know, before, that they're going to be like saying this along with us in the car or wherever they are. Miriam Webster. (laughs) They're going to memorize this. Okay. So according to Miriam Webster, a key is, number one, a means of gaining or preventing entrance, possession, or control. Number two an instrumental or deciding factor, and number three, something that gives an explanation or identification or provides a solution. A key locks and unlocks, and so far, we have talked about the key of faith, the key of gratitude, the key of cultivating intimacy with God with Tammy Shea, the key of worship with Kalani Gleckler-Webb, and the key of discipleship. Yeah, we've talked about a lot of keys, yes. and each of these are, are kind of almost like tools on a tool belt, or I guess you'd say keys on a key ring, Mel, right? I like that. Keys on a key ring for <laughs> us to use to strengthen ourselves in the Lord as Christians. So let's start today with our science segment, and this is where science once again confirms what God's Word says, and I love this so much. Um, Mel, we found an article on Psychology Today that talks about the process of development and what is gained and lost as we grow up. Would you share that first part of the article with us? Yes. So in this article, it's called Grow to be a Child, and um, we'll have that in our show notes. The, it's the ability to imagine, which develops with the growth of the neocortex, it, which is the upper front part of the brain. A process that takes several, actually four to five years after birth, is the root cause for why children, when they grow up, lose both childishness and childlikeness. As the neocortex develops, humans become better at empathizing with other people's problems and situations. Thus, older children are or or should be more (laughs) capable of sharing and cooperating with others because they can literally feel others' emotions by being able to put themselves in others' shoes. The development of the neocortex, however, also ushers in the ability to imagine possible and yet unrealized futures. This ability affects us both negatively and positively. I've also mentioned the positive aspect of imagining possible futures. It allows us to make plans, set up goals, and strive towards them. The negative side to imagining possible futures is that it makes us worry a lot more than we otherwise would. Mm. We can't enjoy a hearty meal if we know that future meals are in jeopardy. Wow, this reminds me of um, what David Chadwick, he's a local pastor that I have the honor of being able to work with on his radio program and some podcasts that he does. He actually wrote a book that came out last year called Moving Beyond Anxiety. And in it, he shares that anxiety is a thief. 
Mm. And it robs you of being present in the moment. And so if, like this article said, if we're worried that food's not going to be available tomorrow, we're not going to be able to enjoy the feast that's before us today. And I can attest, I have let anxiety rob me of moments with my children, Mm -hmm. with my husband, with my family. And I hate it. I hate it. And thank goodness I'm, I'm overcoming in that area. But that's what science says. And so we don't want to live like that. We want hope to, to be able to go back to childlike trust and, yes. and not live bound to worry. So the Psychology Today article goes on to say that as we grow older, we become more aware of how the world perceives us. And I just want to say, this is not entirely bad. We do want to move along a continuum of maturity at the same time in our faith with God. We want to remain innocent and trusting like a child. So it's like both and. We want to Mm -hmm. mature and grow in areas, but we want to remain childlike in our faith and trusting that we have a good father. So this article, it shares that the more we begin to care about what other people think about us externally, the more worry we develop about our self-worth and if we're going to be accepted by the world around us. This is literally what science is saying that takes us out of childlikeness. So here's how the article ends. So crucial to being in the moment and thus crucial to being childlike, which is spontaneous, unselfconscious, and joyful, is to delink the tie between how much we value ourselves from these extrinsic aspects. The more we can feel good about ourselves regardless of our looks and achievements and all the other things we desire like fame and money and power, respect, love, etc., the more we will be free to be in the moment. Mm. Becoming childlike thus involves unlearning these conditionings, but such unlearning cannot happen unless we have the courage to challenge virtually everyone's views on the determinants of self-worth. So becoming childlike involves living by a different set of rules than the ones that society dictates. Wow. I love that. Yeah, that's really powerful. I feel like I've always lived like that. Yeah, you've lived like that. I'm a real outside-the-box kind of person. You you shared with us last time you dyed your hair green. So, yeah. Yeah. Totally. Well, this opens up a question for us as believers, Mel. Like, are we going to believe what the world says about us and our worth and value? Or are we going to believe what God says about us and who and whose we are and how God sees us? So this is the core of the conversation really today. It's, It's identity. If we know who we are and whose we are, we have permission granted to be childlike. Really, that's kind of what this is saying. So where are we looking to shape our identity? And this will affect our ability to live childlike or not. I love that. So um, so let's turn to Scripture. Let's go to Scripture, Jen, and let's look at some of these. Um, I'm going to share three separate Scriptures out of um, each of the Gospels. And they're virtually the same Scripture— But it just shows how important and how key this is Mm -hmm. coming from three different writers, Mm -hmm. um, three different disciples that wrote this. So let's start with Luke 18, 17. Assuredly, I say to you, whoever does not receive the kingdom of God as a little child will by no means enter it. And then Mark 10, 15. Truly, I say to you, whoever does not receive the kingdom of God like a child shall not enter it. Matthew 18, 2 through 4. He called a little child to him and placed the child among them. And he said, Truly I tell you, unless you change and become like little children, you will never enter the kingdom of heaven. Therefore, whoever takes the lowly position of this child is the greatest in the kingdom of heaven. And then that same scripture, but in the Passion Translation, 
Jesus called a little one to his side and said to them, Learn this well, unless you dramatically change your way of thinking and become teachable like a little child, you will never be able to enter in. Whoever continually humbles himself to become like this little child is the greatest one in heaven's kingdom realm. Matthew 21, 15 and 16. But when the chief priests and the scribes saw the wonderful things that he did and the children crying out in the temple, Hosanna to the son of David, they were indignant. And they said to him, Do you hear what these are saying? And Jesus said to them, Yes. Have you never read? Out of the mouth of infants and nursing babies, you have prepared praise. So Jen, would you finish out? Um, we have some more scriptures mm-hmm. on that too. Yeah. Psalm 8, 2 says, From the lips of children and infants, you have ordained praise on account of your adversaries to silence the enemy and avenger. And Matthew eleven twenty five says, At that time, Jesus declared, I praise you, Father, Lord of heaven and earth, because you have hidden these things from the wise and learned and revealed them to little children. Psalm 131, 133. O Lord, my heart is not lifted up. My eyes are not raised too high. I do not occupy myself with things too great and too marvelous for me, but I have calmed and quieted my soul like a weaned child with its mother, like a weaned child is my soul within me. You know, Jen, on that scripture and that Psalm 131, the Lord spoke to me about that verse this past year. Mm -hmm. And, you know, when I started thinking about that, a weaned child would climb up on the mother's lap Mm -hmm. with not looking for anything or not asking for anything and just just simply climbing up in its mother's lap and being. And that really spoke to me that, Lord, I want to be like that where I'm not just constantly climbing up in your lap and like, what what can you give me? What can you do for me? Mm-hmm. Um, but I just want to be with you, Lord. Wow. Yeah. That's really beautiful. That's profound, Mel. Mm. I love that. Well, here's a quote, because we like to do all the quotes yes, from, we do. from people, <laughs> um, from first15.org, and we'll put a link to this article in our show notes. It says, being the child of God affords us the opportunity to live under his constant provision and leadership. And as our good father, he longs to provide for us a wonderfully abundant life full of joy, peace, purpose, laughter, friends, and unconditional love. To me, that just sounds childlike. That sounds like permission to be childlike. Like any believer has permission to live like a child because we have a good father. So here's a list of some childlike qualities that I think we could all use more of. Um, And this is found from chapelhillkids.org. Trust wonder and awe, playfulness and humor, being willing to learn and grow, tenderness of conscience, openness about emotions and feelings, creativity and imagination, joy, eternal hope, easy forgiveness. Um, Can we get an amen? Easy forgiveness. (laughs) Yes, you you get an amen. (laughs) Yeah, I think us as adults and as we mature, it becomes harder and harder for us to forgive. But kids, I mean, if if anyone has kids out there, you can see like they are oftentimes way quicker than us as adults to soften their hearts and create connection again. I know that my kids, well, especially one more than the other, (laughs) has a propensity to want to confess and make connections. So I want to be more like that. I want to be able to have an easy forgiveness towards people. Also, undying love, boundless exuberance and energy, and always thinking the best about life and other people. And this list reminds me, we had a guest on several episodes ago, David Brown, and he 
shot out this word wonderment. And mm-hmm. as soon as he said it, we were like, ooh, yes. I like that word. And I looked it up and dictionary.com says wonderment is a state of awed admiration or respect. And I just, there's something playful about the word wonderment, but it also carries with it a weight of awe. And so mm-hmm. I think that's a beautiful word to use for us as believers because we're, as we grow and mature, because it's both and, yeah. we want to remain childlike and grow in maturity, we get to become more aware in our admiration and respect for God while having a sense of wonderment and childlikeness as well. Yes, I love that. All right, Jen. Well, this might be our favorite segment. Story time with Mel and Jen. Story time. <laughs> this is where we get to share how we are learning and applying these keys and that, what, of what we've introduced. So I'll throw it back to you, Jen. Okay. Let's have you start. Story time with Jen. Story time with Jen. Well, honestly, I was asking Chris, my husband, the other day, like, Chris, do you have any stories that we can share? Because recently I shared the story about his tattoo mm-hmm. and how really that was an impactful moment for him in learning how to hear God's voice. And if you have no clue what I'm talking about, I'll put a reference in our show notes to what episode that is, because that could sound a little weird. <laughs> a tattoo and hearing God's voice. It right. makes sense if you if you catch up. Um, but he just said, Jen, I think you should share your story about um, your work and what you're doing. And so I guess I'll share that with you guys here in a quick version. Um, about 12 years into being a stay-at-home mom, I really found this growing sense of like wanting to do something more. And I kind of alluded to this before. I've shared a little bit of my story um, before on this podcast. But really what happened was I started asking God for direction of what what I want to do when I grow up, even though I was an adult. Like, what did you create me for? I'm a wife, I'm a mom, but I know there's something more. And I just felt led to think about my childhood and what did I do with unstructured time? Mm-hmm. What did I do in the times of imaginary play? And do you know what it was? You know what it was, but that was rhetorical. <laughs> It was, I literally was sitting in front of a stereo, introducing songs and pretending like I was a radio disc jockey. And I had my radio program and I was talking to my audience and had on headphones. And I just, we had this stereo system that had a record player on top. It had a CD player. It had a cassette player. It had AM and FM. It was like the mecca of all things that I could have ever imagined. And it had these speakers and I just... I just pretended like that was my soundboard and all the things. And really, the Lord used that childlike memory, that playful thing that I did as a kid to direct me towards my work. And guess what I do? Guess what I do? I get to host a radio program and um, for a local pastor who I've mentioned before and host his show and I get to do podcasts and we get to be here doing this great work. And I don't know. I just feel like that's an example that I can share of just remaining childlike and remembering and looking if you have kids look and see what entertains them like how they entertain themselves during their unstructured time because that could be telling of the calling on their life yeah that's amazing I wonder if there's going to be a lot of kids out there that are going to be professional like gamers (laughs) I mean yeah I don't know how to build on that but who knows well what about you Mel I know you have something to share about being childlike yeah, so um, I would say that um, I w- when I was thinking about, you know, childlikeness, I mean, there's several things, but um, I was actually given a word, a prophetic word. We've talked about, um, you know, 
hearing God's voice. Hearing God's voice. And it was uh, this South African woman who came to our YWAM base, and um, she didn't know me at all. So she prayed over me. And one of the things she said is she felt like the Lord gave me a play anointing. Hmm. And so um, I just keep going back to that word because I'm like, I mean, I feel like I am. <laughs> You know my husband. Yeah. He's good at play. Yeah. He's, he's playful. Fun. Yeah. And um and we have this joke even in our marriage. Okay, here's a little insight too that we laugh about. Years ago when we were dating, we went to this um this light I'm all about lighthouses. Okay, I have a thing for lighthouses. So we went to one in Scotland. We were we were there and he I just like I was so fixed on the guy. Like I didn't want to, you know. I just, I didn't want to be disrespectful. I was so intense. I was talking to him. And Chris kept saying, Melanie, look at the seals. There's seals over there. Look at the seals. And I was like indignant that I am not looking at the seals. I'm going to talk. I'm going to have eye contact with this man and I'm not going to break it because I'm not going to disrespect him. Oh. Yeah. So I missed the seals. Huh. I missed him. Hmm. So we laugh about that. I'm like, you know, (laughs) he has taught me more Mm. to just look at beauty and stop mm. and not be so intense that's sometimes. Good. You know? I like that. Yeah. So I like that. A little spontaneous story. Well, that's fun. I can attest your Chris loves to have a good time and you guys have hosted some game nights and I just love having fun with y'all because <laughs> y'all are so much fun. Well, if you're familiar with our key series, we like to do a section about locking and unlocking and you know what? We just didn't get to that in this one. So <laughs> we're not going to have that segment for you today, but childlikeness does unlock all off the top of our heads, joy, it unlocks yes. joy, and just go to the Bible and look for scriptures yourselves. Okay, so there's that. <laughs> <laughs> no, we really like to list out some scriptural evidence for these things, but um, yes, we just really encourage you to dig into that yourselves. Yes. But Mel, let's wrap up the show today with a couple of quotes that we pulled together um, that we really liked. Yeah, so I was just looking this up and found this on wordreference.com. And it says, a childlike sense of wonder implies a natural accepting sense of wonder unmarked by skepticism or cynicism. Hmm. I thought that was really, really good. Mm -hmm. Um, And also, one of the synonyms for childlikeness is simplicity. Hmm. I don't know about you, but Mm -hmm. I need more simplicity in my life. Mm-hmm. So good because I feel like living in simplicity without all the things, just all the things that we carry yeah. in adulthood. Yeah. Yeah. Well, as a reminder, I just think that there is a way to grow in maturity, grow in our love for the Lord, and um, also remain childlike at the same time. And again, back to the beginning, it's it's kind of a requirement childlikeness is a requirement to enter the kingdom of heaven. And so we hope this has spurred you on today to become more childlike, to have more joy in your life, and just to spur everybody else on in your sphere of influence. And if you need to get with a child to remember what it's like to view the world as a child, do it. Just sit down with a kid and have fun. So do you have any closing thoughts for us, Mel? So Jen, should we give a little bit of a, a teaser? Like we, we we kind of as we were talking about child likeness, we kind of touched on the well, you said wonderment, mm-hmm. but beauty, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. and just the awe. You know, when children are just when they go to an aquarium, or mm-hmm. you know, it's like the awe in their eyes, and they're so excited. They you know, eyes get big, and just you know, celebrating the beauty of yeah. life. Yeah, they're so powerful. good at celebrating that. Mm-hmm. So, did you? Do we have a little? little tease yeah, go ahead, or? Mel. Tease us. Well, I just want to say. <laughs> well, we've got a segment coming up. We've got some special guests coming up that are going to talk about beauty and how beauty and beholding beauty is transformative. 
deeply transformative. So yes, that's all we're going to say. That's right. For now. But we're going to wrap up today. We want to say thank you so much for listening as we are on this journey with you. Any articles, all the articles that we reference are going to be in our show notes today and scriptures as well. So uh, check out today's show notes. But we just want to say thank you. Thank you so much for joining us on the Journey Expressed. 